Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Tonight Podcast. Uh, thank you all for returning, listening to this. We got an exciting episode uh, with a, our new guest, uh, one you haven't heard before, but we'll be back uh, certainly more than just this time. Uh, I want you to put your hands together wherever you're listening to this and welcome our uh, new friend of the podcast, Sean. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Justin. Well, such a nice introduction. Thank you so much. How are you? Oh, I, I'm doing splendid. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we got a great episode for you all about the sport of rugby. Uh, now, Sean, you're, you're big into rugby, have been for a while. Uh, what is your first memory of rugby? Oh, rugby. Yeah, the, the other weird football sport. Um, rugby. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I've, for some reason, has always been kind of like on the periphery for me, you know, like being in Ottawa, we've got the CFL, you know, NFL is huge, uh, you know, and hockey. But uh, growing up, that was always kind of what I was following and everything like that. But I always remember uh, as a kid, um, one of my buddies, uh, Sean Stone, shout out if you're <laughs> listening to this, Sean, but uh, my buddy Sean Stone, it must have been like grade three. He was telling me about this other game called rugby. It's like, yeah, they play it over in like the UK and kind of everywhere down in Australia. And the coolest thing about it is you can do like anything to get the ball down the field, man. Like it was crazy. You could just like jump on people. You could just like run through people, stomp on people. It was crazy. And I just remember like thinking this like crazy mythical sport of rugby where it's just like these giant crazy men were running through each other constantly. The biggest thing without pads. So around grade three is really when it started for me. So uh, when you eventually did get to uh, view this mythical sport, uh, what was it about rugby that kind of uh, exceeded the mythical level that was in your mind uh, and before oh, you saw it? That's I. I think it was just. I remember my buddy like kind of being familiar with football. You know, growing up, you know, everyone gets on the line of scrimmage. Everyone kind of runs together. The play happens, and then it stops. Right. Um, I remember it just being sold to me as uh, like this crazy game that, you know, just like do whatever it takes to get the ball down the field. And, you know, there's huge guys, there's tiny guys playing and uh, you know, there was a position for everybody. And I just remember being so drawn to that. Uh, even if like, you know, I had never seen the, the sport played like at all, hadn't seen it on TV. It was all just through hearsay. I'm just being enchanted with it through uh, elementary school uh, and really not even getting truly exposed to it till uh, I guess late high school. But, uh, yeah. So when you uh, eventually got to high school, I know uh, that's when a lot of people here in Canada start to learn the sport or do it in gym class. Um, and you decided to lace them up and play uh, or try out for the team. What, uh, <laughs> what drew you to try rugby uh, instead of the tradition of, you know, going to football or doing both? Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was a pretty lazy kid. <laughs> um, I had always been interested in playing. I got, like growing up, I, I played like baseball, I played a little bit of soccer. I did some curling 
in uh, high school, but I kind of like, I never really stuck to anything. I've never been a huge runner, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, with football, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, football, it's, I've never, I never truly got into it through high school or anything like that. Maybe just because like not a lot of my friends played it through high school. Like I had some friends that uh, were on the team like for every year, but uh, uh, you know, it just, I was kind of at that point in my teenage life where I was, you know, super emo kid and just didn't want to do anything, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, I actually ended up the high school I went to Sacred Heart, uh, shout out. I guess <laughs> uh, Sacred Heart didn't have a boys rugby team for pretty much the whole time I was in high school. I think we had one in grade nine. I didn't join up because I was at that World of Warcraft point in my life. Um, and then it got canceled because I guess, I guess we didn't have enough players. We had a pretty decent football team, but uh, it was just for some reason, rugby always just seemed more interesting. And I always said to myself, if the rugby team get, comes back, then I will go and join it even if I was completely out of shape which I was uh and it only ended up coming back in uh, grade 12 so I only got to play really one year uh which is kind of unfortunate um never really ended up playing after high school and I think a lot of people that's kind of the case for them but uh it's a it's an awesome sport and I've kind of really just rediscovered it over <laughs> lockdown as I'm sure a lot of people have so uh, at least here in North America, um, our football, as we know it, is uh, essentially a direct relative of rugby as it was derived. Yeah. Um, you know, many people feel that uh, people who were coming to North America kind of wanted their own version, you know, didn't want to take from the, the homeland for many yeah. people. So <laughs> uh, that is how football is derived. Now, for those of you that don't know, rugby rules are very different than uh, American football rules. Uh, so for those that don't know, why don't you give us kind of the, the breakdown or the major differences uh, that make rugby so unique? So that's that's opening a huge can of worms, I have to say. Uh, like gridiron football. So I think when we're going to be talking about this, I think it's important to establish the three, oh, there's, well, how many, how many, <laughs> different forms of football would you say there are there's like six seven too, goes too forever <laughs> too many yeah so i think at least for myself when we'll be talking i'll refer to like american foot we can call it american football or like gridiron as they call it because gridiron we also got canadian football right and then we got association football and we'll just call that soccer and then we've got rugby uh which in the southern hemisphere in some countries they call football so like whatever country you're in, apparently the most popular form of football, you just refer to it as football. So like you go down to New Zealand, of course, the All Blacks, everyone just calls it footy or football. Um, with rugby, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, it's was kind of came from association football, from what I understand. And once again, I am no expert. I should say I played one year in high school. I just love watching the sport and I read a lot of, a lot of Wikipedia. <laughs> so, uh, but from what I understand, uh, rugby was, uh, there was a kid that went to a private school in England uh, named Webb Ellis, David Webb Ellis, I believe, something like that. And uh, 
they were playing soccer one day and he decided to just pick up the ball and legend has it. He picked up the ball and ran it and threw it into the net or put the ball down in the net. And so rugby was born and it was actually at the private school called rugby. Now rugby, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people kind of think of rugby as the, uh, like a private school sport or like a fancy kid sport, which I mean, in certain countries it is, I wouldn't say so as much in Canada, but, uh, you know, in England, the UK and down in New Zealand, it's fancy kid sports, but, uh, <laughs> uh, rugby, you know, that they started really kicking off, uh, playing rugby in the, uh, late 1800s and that kind of came over to Canada and, um, I'm sure you've talked about it in one of your episodes about the, the origins of gridiron football. Um, when they brought rugby to McGill in Montreal, they're like, hey, this is pretty fun, but let's start changing the code a little bit. Let's start messing around with the rules. And they started talking to Harvard, of course. Uh, so when they took rugby, they made it their own. They started saying, hey, let's throw the ball forwards. And uh, thus, American football was born and rugby kind of state its own thing um the rules of rugby though uh that's one of the craziest things about the sport and one of my honestly one of my favorite things just because it's complicated but once you know it you know it um so rugby is a lot like american football as you probably know justin um you run the ball you try and get the ball as down the field as far as possible. Uh, if you can get into the end zone, you want to touch the ball down. Uh, it's kind of like where we get the term touchdown from football uh, was when the guys would run the ball in and actually physically put the ball down. So touchdown. Uh, instead, in rugby, though, they call it a try. So it's super confusing. I don't know why they call it a try. Don't ask me. It's just one of those British things. But uh, yeah, touchdown's called a try. Uh, you also, they kick for points, much like American football. Um, try, I try an, a try scoring a point is five points. And then you can score a conversion after you score the try. Uh, that's worth two points. Keep hope you're keeping track. <laughs> and, uh, if you want to kick a penalty goal, uh, we can probably go over that at some point. Uh, that's worth three points. Uh, the scoring system super wonky, a lot like American football. Scoring just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense. But once you kind of get the angle, hand of it, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a great sport to follow. Um, just trying to think, what do you think, Justin? I mean, I know you're pretty familiar with it as well. Uh, what's, what's the best way to... I mean, the only, uh, the only like major difference, you've kind of said it is like, for rugby, in order to advance and pass the ball, you have to pass it equal or behind you. I should have said lateral, that. That's the most important room, or uh, per, sorry, most important move. Uh, you can yeah, also the kick the ball as long as you're not passing. So if you're kicking the ball, you can kick it forward. But passing to another teammate with your hands has to be done laterally or backwards, which exactly. is where uh, kind of the, the opposite for American football, where they kind of got tired of passing it behind each other and just wanted to throw it forward. and Only behind the line of scrimmage. Only, yeah, only, of course, oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> so I, I love watching a good, a good uh, it's usually college football where they do a lot of lateral passes and things like that, and they go full rugby. But uh, 
Yeah, that's I should have mentioned that's probably the most important rule of the whole game. And I'm sure if you've ever watched a rugby game, you've noticed they don't pass forwards at all. Um, that's an immediate penalty uh, if you pass forwards. Um, and uh, immediate penalty in that, that basically means if you forward pass, uh, you get to go down into a scrum. Now, rugby, kind of the classic thing about rugby, you see rugby in movies or on TV. Uh, the thing you usually see is the scrum. And it's a way to actually restart the game. Um, so if you do pass the ball forwards, or if you go offside, or um, you knock the ball on. So if you if someone tosses you the ball and you don't catch it properly, you knock it forwards, the ball has forward momentum, uh, then play has to stop and you have to uh, the ball actually goes to the other team into a scrum. And that's when you get your forwards. So all the huge guys, I'm sure you've seen, they come together like battering rams, come together and try and push each other off the ball to restart. It's kind of like a more violent, uh, like restarting of a soccer game <laughs> or something like that. Uh, it was probably my favorite part of the game when we were playing. Um, yeah, lateral passes are honestly the biggest thing. And it's the hardest thing to really wrap your mind around when you're playing. It always has to go backwards, but you're always supposed to run forwards. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a really interesting thing. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, other crazy... It's, it's an interesting sport, really, rugby, because it's honestly, it's a mix of... American football or gridiron football and soccer, you kind of combine it together and then you got rugby. Uh, so like, for instance, if ball goes outside of play, uh, instead of stopping play completely, uh, you have a line out. So kind of like soccer, you'll have someone that wants, that's going to throw the ball in instead of that though, uh, everyone's going to be competing for the ball. So once again, all your forwards are going to be jumping on the ball. And this was one of the things back in the day when one of my friends was trying to explain this for, he said, yeah, you can just jump on guys to, you can lift them up to grab the ball. You can go anywhere. Uh, so yeah, uh, line outs kind of like who can jump the highest and who can jump the ball, kind of like basketball, honestly. Um, I should mention, uh, we should probably talk about how many players there are on the field in a rugby, <laughs> in a rugby game. Uh, another very confusing thing uh there's quite a few there's 15 players per side on a uh on a rugby field so 30 players all together plus the ref it's a busy um, field it, it is a busy field yeah um the the uh, the positions in rugby are actually probably also one of my super, you know favorite things about the sport just because it's so unique um on a rugby team you have eight forwards and seven backs now the forwards are your big guys. Uh, so if you've ever seen Justin, he's a he's a typical forward. He's he's your star forward, honestly. Um, totally never played the seventh man. Totally never. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're usually your big guys. Uh, they weigh the most. They're the guys who pack down in the scrum. They're the ones competing, uh, wrestling for the ball constantly um charging through and tackling they make the most tackles on the field um then you have your uh seven backs sorry yeah your seven backs and those are the guys those are your smaller guys typically they're your faster players so you you know if we're thinking about um 
American football, they're your wide receivers, they're your running back, things like that. They're the guys that are trying to get down the field as fast as possible. When they get tackled, the forwards come in, they fight for the ball, ball comes out, you pass it back, you keep going. I think that makes sense, right? <laughs> that makes sense to me. As long as you've seen it, you can visualize it. Yeah, honestly, the big <laughs> it's so hard to explain. I'm like trying to like pull my brain. I'm like, how do I explain this game to people, to someone who has never watched it before? Uh, just think of a football game, like an American football game without pads and with a lot more tape, I guess. A lot <laughs> Everyone's trying tape. to tape their ears down because, you know, you don't want to get hurt. Uh, yeah, it's another big thing about rugby. Um, if a player gets tackled, the play doesn't actually stop like in uh, football or American football. You know, you get tackled, play stops, everyone resets, you go again. In rugby... Once the player gets tackled, uh, a ruck forms. So that's kind of like having a wrestling match over the ball to see who can win, uh, get the ball back, keep the ball, or take the ball out. Um, rucks are one of the funnest parts of the game, I would say, as an old forward. But uh, uh, also, it's where the most penalties happen, honestly, in a game when people are trying to reach over, grab the ball when they're not supposed to. Uh, that's where you can really get penalized. Um, we like to say in rugby that uh, there's, uh, you know, two teams on the field. There's also a third team, which is the refs. Uh, rugby is a very highly refed game. Now, Canadians and Americans will be very familiar with uh, like NHL. Those are pretty highly refed games as well. Uh, biggest difference, of course, I'd say <laughs> between the two is you're allowed to fight in uh, hockey not allowed to fight in rugby as violent as it is <laughs> i would say rugby the the referee is almost as vocal as the players because they're always communicating they honestly they blow, they blow their whistle they always explain the call uh making yep. sure everyone understands because like you said things don't really stop so there's no like oh, you turn your mic on you explain to the referee or to the crowd what the what the penalty was they just keep going so they're always constantly talking they're telling the players you know back up uh, yeah. You know, when sometimes depending on the ref, when they do something right, they say thank you to them uh, for <laughs> listening. So that's, <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the funniest things about the sport. Um, I remember playing in high school, our, our uh, coach used to say, um, <laughs> and I'm sure all the soccer fans will be a little disgruntled about this. But, uh, soccer is a game, uh, a gentleman's game played by savages, <laughs> and uh, rugby is a savage game played by gentlemen. So, um, you know, the classic thing about if you watch a rugby game, everyone's super polite to one another. Yeah, they're pushing each other, but talking, the ref will call them over and he'll just dress them down and be like, you guys can't do that settle down, go talk to your team, get out, you know, get over it. Uh, one of the funniest and one of the best refs, uh, I'd say, in rugby. If you're ever curious to, like, see what rugby roughing truly is like, check out, uh, there's a Welsh uh, ref named Nigel Owens. And he's like, shout out to Nigel classic. Owens. He's classic, <laughs> like, one of the best refs in the game. Uh you know, there's just so much going on in a rugby game. There's guys running everywhere. There's people wrestling on the ground. You're trying to make sure no one's going offside. No one's punching each other in the face, <laughs> at least that you can see. Uh, stuff like that. And, uh, like, all power to those rests. Because, it, honestly, it's it's 
they do as much like training and exercise as the players do because they're just running back and forth constantly for the 80 minutes or however long the game goes they have to be just in shape and they don't get to hit anyone so (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes they get in the middle of it and they get knocked around that's crazy it's it's uh (laughs) it's it's a fun sport Honestly, I got to say, if you're confused (laughs) up at this point, if you're still confused of what the heck rugby is, honestly, just YouTube or just rugby and doesn't really matter. There's there's two different sports, which I'm sure we'll talk about at at some point. Uh, Rugby Union, which is my personal favorite and Rugby League. Same similar ideas. Uh, You're passing the ball backwards. Uh, You'll kind of get the idea of what the sport look sport looks like and how uh, physical can actually be now uh, a lot of the kind of powerhouse countries uh, that exist today uh, at one point seemed to be part of the commonwealth or were controlled by a Mm -hmm. european nation at one point that kind of dropped the game there and let the seeds grow Mm -hmm. um so what are uh, what are the kind of big players? And you've mentioned a few, but what are kind of the big players, the the top countries um, that uh, do well in international rugby? That's a good, yeah, that's a good question. It's it's interesting. Um, so as we all know, soccer is kind of like the worldwide game. Every country has its own team, uh, but rugby is kind of one of those games where. Oddly enough, it has, as you said, found its way across the world. A lot of it was from colonialism, uh, you know, Britain having colonies kind of across the world. Of course, rugby came from England and quickly spread throughout, uh, you know, the UK and then throughout the world. Um, You know, uh, some of the like bigger nations we should say is like, you know, we got England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland uh, as the home nations, quote unquote, up in the northern hemisphere. Uh, France is actually a very, very good rugby country. Do you think that is just to spite England? You know, England's really good. Honestly, I think it is. (laughs) Uh, The French, France, England rugby games are honestly some of the fiercest games to watch men and women's games it's like it's brutal (laughs) like they go to war out there so yeah for sure and um friend yeah france is uh quite a good team up in the northern hemisphere italy actually is another team that uh has always been kind of hanging around in the top tier unfortunately they are a bit of punching bags for uh the rest of the european countries uh the top tier european countries but uh they always do come out to compete um through you know over the years over the whatever 150 years it's been uh the sports really spread and really taken over the southern hemisphere now of course in canada we've got our hockey and our football and everything like that so we don't really see it as much but down in places like new zealand and uh the Pacific islands. Uh, so places like Samoa and Tonga and Fiji, those places, rugby is their national sport. They're crazy for it down there. Uh, and honestly, they bring out some of the best players in the league, uh, in the leagues, I should say. Um, yeah. So it's honestly, it really has become, uh, a worldwide sport. You know, there's national teams, of course, 
a lot of people have heard of the uh, South Africans, the Springboks. They might have seen Invictus, uh, that movie about the 1995 World Olympics with Nelson Mandela. Um, of course, South Africa, huge rugby nation, and uh, a lot of other countries in the South African area. So Nam Namibia, um, I know Kenya is really into the rugby. Uh, there's a few others. Uh, Madagascar has got a pretty decent team, actually, surprisingly enough. A lot of island countries really like rugby, <laughs> I've found. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. I love watching uh, when the World Cup comes around every four years. So it's a lot like soccer or the Olympics. Uh, we'll have a Rugby World Cup every four years. Um, it started since, I think it's been going since the late 80s. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting seeing which countries uh, you know, qualify each year out of, you know, a surprising amount of countries across the world. I will say, yeah, rugby really is inclusive as that way. And you see, and you hear of countries that you might not normally get to get to see, especially when it yeah. comes to the international stages. Um, now, you know, rugby is popular, um, here in North America, it would seem that it's kind of that, like, that uh, not the top tier, but like the, the second shelf down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now, is there, I, I find with North America, uh, I, I, maybe with America more than Canada, but the more successful your country is internationally, the more praise and viewership they get mm -hmm. um, outside of, uh, you know, the Olympics. Because every four years, the Olympics kind of, raises if your sport is an olympic sport yep. um but everything else if it's not a pro league in north america then it's the the world cup for soccer or the rugby world cup or uh some uh championship uh every four years commonwealth games or the something like that yeah um is it just the fact maybe here in north america you know canada and the u.s have to get really far in those tournaments to to make it a broader appeal yeah yeah no that's a good question it's uh it's it's a question that's actually floated around a lot around the rugby community uh, from what i can understand like i mean i say that i just read you know like the rugby reddit <laughs> things like that uh it's it's interesting and honestly rugby is kind of like a second tier sport in a lot of the places that it's famous for anyways. So like in the UK, of course, the UK is just bonkers for association football, soccer, uh, premiership, you know, uh, and rugby kind of competes with cricket, I guess, on the second level, even there. Um, but with Canada and the US, I guess it's that's a, it's an interesting question and it's not really an easy thing <laughs> I think to answer. Um, honestly, I guess one of the biggest things, and I mean, just judging from our trouble trying to explain the rules of the game, like, you know, it is kind of a complicated game to understand when you're watching it at first. Um, and, you know, maybe <laughs> Canadians growing up like hockey, it's kind of innate in us. We kind of, but I mean, like you watch a hockey game, you kind of get what's going on. You're trying to shoot the puck into the net. There's a guy defending the net. I, I will say having, you know, you, yeah, you, like you just said, it's kind of like, oh, you just understand there. 
there are certain sports where you just kind yeah. of drop and you just understand. You're like, yeah, that's that's just how it is. And how it is, yeah. I, until university, I'd never had to explain really hot outside of gym class, like for answering a question, explaining hockey. And okay. so there was a, an exchange student at my university. He lived in our res and, you know, kind of that traditional, like, oh, first time seeing snow, like, oh, sure. so first hockey game and yeah. just sitting there and trying to explain what is happening <laughs> why did that why did he blow the whistle what is offside and you're just like it's just that <laughs> i suppose i shouldn't say oh hockey you know it's just natural to understand like why are those guys punching each other in the face <laughs> and not going to jail <laughs> you know um no that's true yeah and i think it just you know i think part of it is like there is just so many sports and in North America, in Canada, we're just so dominated by uh, like American sports, American media, right? Growing up, we're following, you know, NBA, we're following NFL, uh, you know, we're at MLB, soccer, like baseball, everything like that. Um, so a lot of Americans, they have their own sports, quote unquote, uh, you know, football also does take a fair amount of, uh, learn you know like the rules it took me forever to actually understand american football or gridiron football like the the actual like nuances of it or like what was actually happening so i think a lot of that is you know we just need to have um just more exposure i think honestly more you know i can't really say tv exposure anymore because there's so many options there's so many options but i mean like do you, do you think having, it's that, like yeah. you're saying, that kind of, it you know, it takes a little bit extra to first understand mm-hmm. rugby, whereas, uh, you know, American football, gridiron football uh, is more complicated than soccer, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of seen as like America's game. You know, how often are we bombarded with that? Like, welcome to America's game with America's yeah. team. And, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's been passed down for so long now that it, it's not hard to understand unless you see something very very unique exactly just yeah. kind of taught at an early age just like for us hockey you know uh yep. you're taught as early age you know skating is the hardest part because once you get that down you know playing the game is pretty easy exactly so <laughs> never think, got the skating part <laughs> <laughs> do you think that it because one it wasn't a seen as a north american game and two it has those a little bit extra rules that we don't they're just seen as different from football or other, you know, major sports that it's seen as more of a European style game, yeah, which makes it that for sure. second tier here in North for America. Sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I think it's, you know, like rugby has always had a very strong presence in Canada, like because we were, we are a Commonwealth country uh, to this day. Uh, so like, we've always had a pretty, decent team and the americans have always had uh, a fairly decent team as well uh for the longest time canada was always better than the states in rugby but recently uh a lot more uh, players are starting to go over um uh in the states so they've kind of taken over for us but yeah no i think it's you know because we have our native games and we also like another thing is we don't have the exposure i would say like we don't have the pro well we do now have the pro leagues but growing up we didn't have pro leagues it wouldn't be on tv you know every second night 
like baseball or hockey would be, or, you know, every weekend football Sunday, you know, um, it would only be on the odd occasion where like, Oh, Canada's playing in a world cup or, you know, the six nations is happening or something like that, where like, there's a big thing, international thing happening where, you know, maybe we'd actually catch on to something. Um, but an interesting thing is, um, my grandfather, so he was born in 1916, but he always called like CFL Canadian football. He always referred to it as rugby. <laughs> so like it was, it's interesting how like it really, I guess it kind of looking at it, it's kind of like how we've moved Canada. I'm looking at Canada, uh, especially how we've kind of moved away from British, I guess, sport influence even seeing like you know soccer's still pretty popular in canada and you know i know everybody's tried playing soccer at some point uh but like everyone's familiar with american football now like everyone can understand you're trying to go for a touchdown you throw the ball catch right so it's uh yeah i don't know i it's not an easy <laughs> question to answer i have to say and i feel like a lot of people a lot of fans of rugby ask that question how do we get it more popular uh in north america but uh the good news is that they actually a couple years ago now i think um major league rugby <laughs> started which has uh, been kind of like a crazy like dark horse league for the sport where you know former pros have started to come over because americans have money <laughs> to start paying them to come play so it'll be interesting to see uh you know if major league rugby kind of helps the sport to take off more uh you know unfortunately the thing with i'm sure justin you would agree as well uh unfortunate thing with a lot of sports is you know whoever has the money kind of dominates right so you know yankees you got your dallas cowboys whatever your patriots i guess not anymore but whoever is dominating now you know whoever has the money I'm just, I'll just go with the Yankees because they're the classic one, you know, where like you have a team that has all the players, has all the, you know, has all the money to pay them, has all the sponsors, things like that. Um, I just think, you know, it's uh, rugby doesn't have that exposure here yet. And, uh, and I think it's probably, honestly, it comes down to the rules and, you know, kind of showing that there is an alternative, I guess, if that makes sense. It, I think it totally makes sense. Now, do you think with how multicultural uh, kind of North America is getting mm -hmm. even more um, and with the advent of streaming, now you get a lot of people, you know, uh, there's only so many hours in the day. So like people obviously will pick, but you have more options now, which might entice someone to check out or you know it's you're up early at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> what is yep. on do you want to watch an infomercial oh look i can stream this rugby game where it's you know actually seven o'clock in europe so they're you know it's prime time sports time for them and that might you know plant the seed um and with you said you know uh, uh you know a major league starting here in north america um you know it might not eclipse and become a you know a top you know a major four major five sport league but now it's giving those kind of second shelf sports the opportunity to shine or get into more eyes 
which then yeah. creates interest, which then creates a league, which then potentially could raise, you know, that's exactly. what they said for, for soccer. you know, if America, if United States really wants to compete at the world cup and really hammer in, that's what the MLS was created for. And, and it kind of hasn't paid off, but uh you know, they're well, still making <laughs> they're still making money so they're making money didn't really make the United States better at soccer uh, to where they're challenging for a World Cup but uh, you know they're they're getting better they're getting there yeah I think especially with the US uh, and Canada it's a thing where a lot of our players they don't it's either you start off like you from like I know a lot of people uh, just they start off like they're rugby families you know like a lot of people they played because their parents played or whatever or they have relatives that played or they had friends that played um it's not one of those things where like a lot of people think to sign their kids up on like you know like everybody played soccer when they were in kindergarten right <laughs> like i played soccer you played that everybody played soccer and everybody played t-ball you know um it's just uh yeah, it's it's interesting. It's um, it'll be interesting to see. A lot of North American players are actually like transplant transplant players. So especially down in the states where uh, they get like a lot of track stars or former American football players that didn't make it <laughs> to, I mean, whatever they played in college and they just decided not to go into the CFL or the NFL or whatever. So, um, you know, and I think that's part of the thing. A lot of athletes aren't really thinking of it as a prime, like a first primary sport to play. It's not their first choice. And uh, I mean, and there is a lot of valid reasons for that as well, which I'm sure we can talk about. And I'm sure it'll be pretty self-evident once you watch it. A lot of head knocks and a lot of injuries <laughs> in the game. So, you know, I think it's part, it's, kind of a bit of confusion about the rules you know it just doesn't have the same exposure and the same tradition here in north america as football does um and also you know a lot of people are pretty wary especially nowadays about uh like head injuries and um cte and everything like that so um i think it is becoming a little bit of a harder sell and i think a lot of parents also worry about you know like putting their kids. I remember when I signed up to play rugby, my parents were like, Oh, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> like, you know, like it's crazy. You're going to hurt. Something's going to happen. You're going to snap a bone or something. I mean, you know, yeah, I got hurt, but it wasn't, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. It's fine. I came out to be honest. I came out relatively unscathed. <laughs> I know a lot of people who came out, uh, concussions are, are unfortunately a, a problem with a lot of contacts for it. So, uh, yeah, I came out pretty lucky. I know some people who didn't. So uh, that's probably also part of the, you know, the reason why it's kind of preventing from sport from growing more. Because I think, you know, it is a rough sport. And I think people might be just worried that they are going to get knocked around. But, you know, it, it's a different sport. Playing in, like, when you and I played in high school, like boys high school rugby, you know, that's just hormones flying around everywhere testosterone and you're just out there to smash each other but like you know there's a lot of local teams around um you know they're just there for the community for the love of the sport <laughs> you know you're not going out there we're not all pros you know we're not going out there to actively injure each other or anything like that it's just like every other sport so 
I think that's where you get the kind of like you were saying, like, you know, the gentleman's sport, you know, yeah, it's very yeah. brutal, but you, there's kind of this level of understanding respect. You, you're not playing with pads. So that tends to get that's people not to yep. try as hard as in football when you do have pads. Cause then it makes yeah. you feel like you're invincible because you have protection. <laughs> uh but yeah like you were saying yeah there still are injuries uh you know i i know myself and my brother we definitely got a concussion Mm -hmm. at least one from rugby and we got more from football but uh that's the thing too is when you're usually introduced in high school it's mostly you're not just playing rugby so yeah you are worried oh do i roll am i going to roll my ankle can i play you know, is exactly. that going to affect my basketball career, like football career? You don't really my running career. Yeah, running exactly. career. You're, you're not really thinking of having a rugby career. Now, maybe going forward, you know, it's been a while since we've been in high school. Maybe that was, you know, it's a kind of a thing to think of now, especially if there's a sports league. But like Very you're true, saying, yeah. a lot of football players who kind of didn't get drafted and their football career has ended, but they still want to be active. Rugby is a very intense, cardio-driven you can still be big. You can be in shape, but big, just like a lineman in football. Oh yeah. And now you've kind of changed. And now it's like, Oh, like I have a second chance to represent my country or play more games. And now with this league, you know, you have another option, but until yeah. you get to that mindset, you're, you're always going to be wary. be like, Oh, if I hurt myself, you know, will I be able to do track or like, am I going to be exactly. Excel in that? sport so it i think rugby's that that second tier sport where you it's not your first choice and kids just play to be active still or it's fun yeah or they know someone yeah but, and you know um yeah i agree with that 100 it's uh which is i mean like in a way it's kind of unfortunate uh but you know it's one of those things where once you play it and you kind of like you get the idea of it. It's one of those things that you just fall in love with. Everyone I know that's played it has just fallen in love with the game. Just maybe it's just the the intricacies and like uh, you mentioned, like yeah, you can be giant. You can be a linesman and play rugby and have a place. You know, like uh, of course everybody has to run in the game. There's not really any <laughs> stopping, but uh, there's a lot of back and forth, up and down the fields. But uh, uh, that's one of the honestly one of the great things about uh the game of rugby is that everybody has a position on the game uh you know if you're not particularly huge uh, you know you can play as a back uh if even if you're not particularly fast like if you're good at passing um you know i'm a taller guy i mean high school i wasn't super tall but i'm taller guy so uh i played as a lock in the forwards and you know they're the tallest guys on the team but you get your props who are usually you know more stout more (laughs) more sturdy and all that so you know and it's kind of like and then you get your scrum halves who are typically the smallest people on the field um and they're like, you know, you got monsters who are, you know, if you watch pro rugby, you get monsters that are like 6'8", 6'10", playing as a lock. And then you get a scrum half who's literally a foot smaller than them. <laughs> they're they're coming in at 5'10", but they're still like massive, crazy guys. So it's just, it's it's such a, it's a such a positive game. Um, just from my experience, it's such like, it's one of those games where if you don't work together, uh, like, you know, you'll have your standout players and things like that. But if you don't work together, you're not going to win the game. You know, like mm-hmm. you can't have like a, 
an Ovechkin or whatever, like who's just like constant, the playmakers and everything like that. And they're constantly putting pucks in the net. Uh, but, or I should say, uh, what's his name there? Connor David there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But, um, but like, cause without, you know, the forwards there winning the ball back after your backs get tackled, they're not going to score the tries. Right. So it's just one of those things where like, if everybody's not working together, then you're not going to get into the end zone. You're not going to score that try. You're not going to win the game. Uh, and it's such a, like, you can come together because there's 15 players on the field, you know, if you miss that tackle, someone's there to pick it up, but you know, you know that you're going to try harder next time, keep running, keep going, uh, win that ball back and things like that. So it's just, uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Um, it's rugby in North America. It is, you know, it's a smaller community game. So there, it's a very tight knit community. I found, uh, of course I haven't played in a long time, but just from, you know, knowing people who play the game and everything like that, it's a very tight knit community. A lot of everyone kind of knows each other. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough <laughs> when, you know, when you're looking to become a soccer star or you want to go out and hopefully make it out to the NHL or hopefully make it play college football or whatever. And you're worried about taking a knock to your knee or something. So I think, with more, as you said, with more, uh, with more of a future, I guess, in North America, a lot more people can stay in North America to play the game, which is amazing. Uh, before, if you want to play pro in rugby, like if you decided to take it that far, uh, you pretty much had to go overseas. And uh, that's really hard because they have a lot of good players overseas. Uh, so a lot of people just said, nah, whatever, it's not worth playing past university or whatever anyways. So, uh, but with, you know, major league rugby, uh, hopefully we'll be able to, people will be able to play more and more and, uh, yeah. So everyone's favorite is when, you know, world cups every four years, you can brag that your country is better than everyone else. Um, that's <laughs> not an, uh, you know, no exception for the rugby world cup. Uh, for the men's, the last one was in 2019, and South Africa were the winners. Uh, in this way too, way too early analysis for 2023 in France. Oh, boy. Uh, are there any teams that maybe like a South African that were strong, but like maybe are on the way down? Do we have any up-and-comer countries that might be able to make a splash in, in the next World Cup? Or is it are we going to see the same old... So that's a, that's a, that is an interesting question. Now, the thing with Canada, you know, our prior conversation, we just don't have enough players, you know, and things like that. Canada used to be a pretty top tier, or at least top of second tier <laughs> country uh, for rugby. Uh, we, we've been to all of the Rugby World Cups since the late uh, 80s. Um, unfortunately, we're having a bit of a slip uh, right now in our rankings we've lost quite a few games in the last few years uh so it's one of those things where unfortunately i know we were talking earlier about you know getting hyped for your country and things like that um with the rugby world cup you know canada struggling it's super exciting seeing canada at these world cups you know seeing a lot of these guys who are basically or at least they were basically amateurs you know kind of coming out and playing against giants of like the all blacks in new zealand and England, Ireland, and all those countries. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, 
the World Cups are honestly, it's like the much like soccer, it's one of the biggest events in the sport. Like, uh, you know, we kind of talk about how everyone gets really hyped about the Olympics and, you know, you know, representing your country and everything. It's the exact same feeling, I'd say, for rugby. It's like that's playing for your country is like the top of the top, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Would, would you say like in hockey, would you say like playing for your country is the top or playing in NHL is the top? Like it's hard to. It, it's definitely hard, but I, I think hearing descriptions of when you get to represent your country, especially yeah. if it's a, an Olympics uh, or anything of that caliber, there's just that little bit extra that like you it's can't just describe. That, yeah. yeah. It's that, that's the one thing, you know, that like so few people get to do, you know, and it's, it's the exact same for rugby. And uh, one of the actually really cool things uh, luckily for rugby, the sport is um, they've reintroduced rugby sevens into the Olympics. Uh, so it's kind of like a shorter version of a rugby game. I should, <laughs> I guess. Um, now, would you uh, say rugby sevens is becoming more popular? Is that because it's faster pace? Mm. Uh, do you think it's just the the way we kind of live, where we want you know more action, that like instant gratification uh, with social media? That it, you know, rugby sevens. There's so few people, so there's more space, more oh know, yeah, quick cuts, big more plays. big plays. Yeah um steps so everywhere yeah do you think that's why rugby sevens has kind of exploded uh in the past like five years uh, yeah in popularity definitely it i have to say it took me longer than i'd like to admit to really get into rugby sevens because i started there's so many different type and the confusing thing about rugby is that there's like so many different versions of the actual game um for those who don't know rugby sevens as justin kind of mentioned it's a lot it's a lot faster version of the game uh a normal rugby game um every uh the first and second half are about about 40 minutes give or take injury time and things like that a rugby sevens game is seven minutes per half uh so it's very quick uh there's only seven players on the field uh so technically um in a 15s game, as we mentioned, you got your eight forwards and your seven backs. Uh, in a rugby sevens game, you got three forwards and four backs. Uh, but the idea is it's a lot more mobile. Uh, as Justin mentioned, there's a lot more big plays, a lot more crazy sidesteps, a lot more cuts, things like that. Uh, I think rugby sevens, it's like it's a really good way to get introduced into the game. I um, And especially now that they've got it at the Olympics, it's going to have way more exposure it's kind of got the same rules as 15s just with less players and it's a lot more quicker. Um, I'd say, yeah, and it, it, honestly, it's one of those big things where um, they'll have these rugby sevens tournaments because the games are so short, you can play multiple games in a day and you can do a tournament like in one weekend and have it all done with. So they have these massive tournaments in like Dubai. There's a big tournament in Vancouver uh hong kong has a massive rugby sevens tournament that like all the countries come out to every year um and it's just like it's just one of those things where it's like it's almost like the super bowl of rugby it's uh it's just very exciting it's a lot there's a lot more like pyrotechnics and like a lot more coverage and everything like that so 
if you, it, I, I think with rugby sevens, uh, if you are interested in like learning about the game quickly and kind of picking it up, it's way more accessible. I'd find, uh, I'd say than you know, learning the 15 game, there's less people on the field. You can kind of see what's happening. And, you know, if they make a mistake and call a penalty, it's a lot more clear what happened <laughs> than, uh, you know, there's guys rolling around on the ground, wrestling each other, look, you know, someone grabbed the ball somewhere and it takes for 15 minutes for them to figure out what happened. So yeah, it's a, it's a very exciting, uh, not to say rugby 15s, uh, isn't exciting, but, uh, it's a very like highlight, <laughs> uh, I guess. You, you got a lot of highlights from uh, rugby sevens games. A lot of, you know, it's a lot more accessible, I would say, to like TSN or whatever. You can pull a lot of crazy tackles and scores and things like that. Uh, yeah, I will say those those tournaments over the weekend, you know, so many games can be fit in it's so there's always something going on and it's super quick and yeah you, you can plan a weekend around it go for if you're yeah. by a tournament go for a trip it's just a weekend trip you don't it's have to awesome. take yeah, a lot of... apparently it's super fun i i would love eventually when all this you know not to uh date our episode but when covid's all over uh <laughs> i would love to go out to vancouver or something and check out the canadian sevens tournament there uh it's it's also interesting because like the teams that normally dominate uh rugby or 15s rugby union so like the all blacks or england or whatever yeah they sometimes in south africa i should say they sometimes dominate but uh not so not so much uh in uh sevens it's a lot more like the smaller island countries so fiji is like known as the world champions like the title holders it's crazy uh, they're pretty good at the 15s game, but rugby sevens in Fiji is like serious business. So definitely check them out if uh, you're ever interested. Um, but you did mention uh, you were talking earlier, uh, kind of to go back to the World Cups and everything like that. Uh, South Africa winning in 2019 and whether if there's a uh, early favorite or anything like that. Um, it's really hard to tell because um, the thing with rugby, especially in international pro rugby and everything like that, any player could get hurt at any time. It's a lot like hockey or football, right? Like half the time, half the, I won't say excitement, but half the like risk of like doing like any sort of like fantasy football or anything is like after the games are over, like, oh, who got hurt this week? And, you know, like, how are we going to handle like the strategy behind you know, switching players in and out and things like that. Um, so it's really hard. Honestly, it's very hard to tell who's a clear favorite uh, in a couple years, two years from now. Um, England, if anyone watched the uh, Six Nations this year, just, uh, you know, lockdown boredom. I was like, oh, look, Six Nations are on awesome. Uh, England had a really hard time <laughs> this year. Like they got beat by... Ireland and Scotland and uh I think France beat them too so or maybe they beat France but it was uh yeah England got rocked pretty hard and they're usually like one of the top favorites always because they're like oh it's our sport you know they are the rugby football union so uh if I was gonna try and guess I would probably say South Africa again 
they're just they're just known for being so they're just tough man <laughs> the south africans like they're they're infamous for being just uh giant players you know super strong they pick they only pick the biggest guys the most skilled guys uh so you know i just like you know they're just a they're a fun team to watch they're a super physical team to watch so i would guess they would probably make it pretty far they've got a lot of really decent young players coming up as well but once again new zealand you can never count new zealand out you can never count england you can never count australia they can always pull through australia is good at like apparently every sport so you know except for soccer <laughs> yeah who knows so um, just like in soccer, uh, it's it's fair to say that the women's side has been more successful in both mm-hmm. aspects of 15s and 7s, uh, although the men's 7s team tends to do better than the men's 15 team. But mm-hmm. uh, what would you say um, is kind of the cause of this? Uh, you know, we've seen it for soccer for how many years now? It's been two decades where the women's team has just been crushing the men's team. Is it that, uh, you know, a lot of resources on the men's side went to that hockey, that football, Mm -hmm. uh, whereas a lot of women tend to stuck with soccer more. uh, And, you know, with the success of rugby, there wasn't really, you know, tackle women's football. Uh, It's just starting to come up now. Whereas rugby, there was always a girls rugby team. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that, uh, you know, lots of money uh, on the women's side has been put into the soccer and rugby team, which is why they're so advanced? Honestly, I think you kind of hit it on the head there. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I our Canadians women's team, at least the 15s, has really had a lot, a lot of success and our sevens team as well. Um, and I think, of course, it's pure speculation on my part. <laughs> I'm no expert in no way, but uh, yeah, I would really think because, you know, uh, boys growing up in Canada, you know, like if you want to get full, you know, super full contact, you're going to go into football, right? Like you're looking to run the ball and everything like that. Um, Or hockey. Like, I don't think women's hockey, even now you're allowed to are you allowed to check yet in women's hockey? No. <laughs> like, is, that a, is that a hot topic still? Because yeah, like it should be. It should be. Yeah, exactly. Where like you know, it was kind of the one game where I think a lot of people just they they love the physicality of the sport. A lot of women, and uh, you know, oddly enough, growing up, there was a lot more uh, girls rugby teams like in Ottawa. I found, or a lot more like elite girls rugby teams than uh guys rugby teams or like i I knew way more girls who played rugby than dudes who did a lot more guys played football so if i'm kind of just taken from you know my very limited high school experience and you know growing up in ottawa which is (laughs) not a huge place i think yeah it's just the sports it's way more physical than soccer um but you know, kind of has the same skills, so it's easily you're easily able to like branch in and yeah, I don't know. And you know, the Canadians women's rugby team has been very successful in comparison to the men's, especially on the world stage. So that really has you know, I think that's kind of helped to garner more interest uh, for girls picking up the game. 
especially, you know, if you go out and you sign up and you play for your university or whatever, like girls are being, you know, women are being picked up from their teams, from the universities and saying, Hey, do you want to play for team Canada? You know, we like what you're doing. Uh, so there, you know, there's a lot more chances now than there were, uh, I think back in the day, there's a lot more, uh, unfortunately the thing with, uh, women's rugby is, uh, it's chronically underattended pretty much everywhere across the world. Um, so like as hype as, you know, the Canadian women's, you know, our Canadian women's teams, we're always super hype about our Canadian women's team, uh, teams, you know, soccer, hockey, anything, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately they don't, they it's only recently where they've really started to uh, pick up on like even just media coverage and like having their game shown on TV and things like that uh, when it wasn't the world cup. Um, an interesting thing uh, right now in women's rugby is uh, the women's six nations just happened. And it's kind of an interesting thing where you can see um, I believe England is the only team that has professional players. So that means that they were paid uh, they're paid to play the game. Um, France has semi-pro players and uh, everyone else has amateur. Like some of the players play in the English leagues, but everyone else pretty much is an amateur player. They have day jobs, you know, <laughs> they play rugby on weekends, practice the evenings, and that's kind of it. So I think it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> It's, I think it's, it's a very positive thing uh, for the sport that's happening. It's, you know, women's rugby's really exploded too with rugby sevens. There's been a lot more interest in the game, um, but I think there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of things that need to happen in order for it to kind of, um, you know, get up to the popularity or, you know, the support that I think uh, the men's team kind of has uh, in the sport. Uh, if you ever watch a w- women's rugby team, it's or a rugby game, it's insane, man. Like, it blows my mind. Like, they're hitting just as hard as the dudes. And like, a lot of people like to, you know, they're like, oh, well, you guys don't hit as hard. It's not as interesting. You know, you aren't as big. It's not as interesting a game. But like, no, just just watch, just watch a game, and it like you'll have your mind blown. Like the technicality these uh, players have are just. You know, it's less, I, I, it's less kind of wrestling around on the ground, trying to win the ball and a lot more, uh, like actually passing, kicking, scoring, you know, getting like good tackles, a lot less penalties for fighting and stuff. So it's, 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 it's like, it's a really interesting, uh, if you're kind of interested in getting to learn like the technical part of the game, definitely watch a women's rugby game. Well, it's, I, I would say it's just on par with soccer. You know, lots of people mm-hmm. complain about watching soccer, how the men just, you know, they flop or, oh, every little touch. Oh, and if you watch, yeah. the, you know, the women's game, you know, sometimes they pull each other down by their hair and they just get back up. Get, get right back up. Exactly. I love it's, it. It's, it's more physical. It's, it's more physical. I also say it's like, it's like a purer version of the game. <laughs> it's like, you know. It's especially with a lot of things, you know, sports evolve, right. And, you know, certain trends start to happen and things get called a lot more in, you know, like in men's games, they're trying to clear out rocks and things like that. Uh, so that means basically just shoving people off the ball at high speeds, so basically running headfirst into someone with your shoulder and 
hopefully not giving them a concussion. So it causes a lot of more problems. You get a lot less of that in the women's game and a lot more like fair rucking and, you know, straightforward play. So yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really too bad because it's equal quality, if not sometimes better than the men's game, especially on international level. It's awesome. Well, uh, I mean, if you're into international rugby, uh, the Women's World Cup was supposed to be this year in New Zealand. And even though New Zealand is practically uh, defeated the pandemic, they are the the grand champions of the world. uh, They chose to delay it one year uh, so that maybe international visitors can come. Uh, But I think that's a good place to kind of grow the game, grow the the sport. You're going to see huge crowds at this uh, World Cup. Uh, So you have the Olympics this year with the sevens, and then you have uh, the Women's World Cup and uh, both the men's and the women's sevens World Cup scheduled for 2022, and then the men's World Cup for 15s in 2023. So it's gonna be a jam-packed few years for, for rugby. And I think this is how they can maybe turn the tide Honestly, yeah, and it's it's just getting all those. Uh, unfortunately, it's been a pretty rough year for all sports, but like having all those tournaments, you know, having that exposure is just so important. Um, just to get the sport out there and just to get people watching, you know, like you don't have to understand all the rules. It's uh, it's just a it can be a really fun sport just to watch. It's crazy, like even if you don't get what exactly is happening, it's just like the sheer physicality and skill of the sport. Uh, yeah, so really, honestly, check out those World Cups. Like, uh, there's Northern Hemisphere uh, games are definitely a lot easier to uh, uh, check out. Like, a lot of people upload games on YouTube and things like that, especially over the lockdown. There's been a lot of people uploading old games. So uh, anything in the norm- Northern Hemisphere is a lot easier to find than uh, New Zealand and Australia. They're a bit uh, stricter with their copyright laws and all that for the games but uh yeah definitely check out those world cups check out uh six nations tournaments happen every almost like twice a year they have fall tournaments and then they have the six nations in february uh and that's men and women so that'll happen that's like the premier games of the of the sport so yeah it's uh it's going to be an exciting next couple few years Hopefully everything opens up soon. <laughs> so you did talk about uh, two different versions of the game. There's rugby union and rugby league. Mm-hmm. What the heck does that mean? That's like saying, uh, you know, in, in at one point there were two different football leagues. Uh, yeah, similar, oh, it, would you equate it to like uh, NFL, CFL? kind of difference i yeah that's i would say that's a pretty almost sort of (laughs) okay so it's one of those super complicated things where like rugby league and rugby union okay so when rugby started um as we've been talking about for the last hour you know it's a rough and tumble game um when rugby started it was first played at private schools you know rich kids playing it uh, and then they started kind of spreading. Everybody wanted to play the game because it was a lot of fun. Now, in the 1800s in England, uh, there was a huge class divide between the uh, the rich and the poor. Um, 
playing the game, the poor actually wanted comp or the, the working class, I should say, um, the working class wanted compensation to play games for their towns or whatever. So rugby, all these teams started forming around England. Um, you know, people would play the games on weekends. Some people would get hurt. Uh, the rich people could afford to just not work that week because they broke their arm or whatever. But uh, the working people couldn't afford to miss work constantly. And this actually became a huge issue uh, in the game because, you know, it was such a rough sport, you know, but everybody wanted to keep playing. Uh, so they set up a thing where a lot of the working class started asking for compensation to play for their clubs or whatever uh, on the weekends. Um, it's just like one of those politics things where like some people really believe in you know, the fact that you should be paid to play your sport. And a lot of people say, no, sports should be amateur. You know, it should be, you know, you're just doing it for the love of the game and things like that. Uh, so that divide was a huge thing in the sport of rugby. It actually becoming such a big divide that uh, it split the game in two. Uh, so um, in the south of England, where a lot of wealthier people lived, rugby union kind of took hold and that's the 15 aside game so that's the game that we've been talking about for the last hour or so and it's uh it's definitely the the more popular game across the world uh and then in the north of england so in places like manchester birmingham liverpool things like that um they uh they they kept playing rugby but they wanted to keep they wanted to start paying their players so they actually formed their own union uh, they changed it from the English, their name originally was like the Northern England Rugby Union. They changed it to the Northern England Rugby League. It was just a word change, but it ended up changing the whole thing. Uh, it was from that point that the two games actually decided to just completely change and develop different rules and things like that. So when we're talking about American football or Canadian football, gridiron football with your downs and everything like that, uh, that football, that style of football actually came from rugby league. Um, rugby league, uh, so in rugby union, play never stops, you know, unless there's a penalty or something like that or the ball can't be played. You know, the guy gets tackled, you ruck over the ball, you take the ball back, play keeps going. In rugby league, you actually have only a certain amount of, um, <clears throat> I guess we can call them downs. It depends on which country they're playing it. If they call it downs or uh, uh, it's not tries, but something, something like that, where it's like you get five or six attempts uh, to run the ball towards the other side. So it's a lot more like uh, gridiron football. So you only get so many tries before uh, you have to give, you have to turn the ball over. So that's the biggest thing. In rugby league, you'll have a, you know, you'll have the ball, you'll be running, you get tackled, you actually have to release the ball. There's no rocking in rugby league. Uh, you release the ball, uh, and it's kind of like restarting the game in football. The guy passes it back, play starts again. After six times, uh, if you're not close enough to kick a field goal or anything like that, like in gridiron, uh, you actually have to turn the ball over. Um, so a lot of times in rugby league, um, it's a lot less focused on like set plays. So there's no scrumming in rugby league and there's no lineouts in rugby league. There are, but it's like, not really. It's a very, it's, 
it's a weird high, like take football, like American football and you take rugby union, you combine them together and you get rugby league. <laughs> it's a very strange sport. It's very fast paced and it's a very hard hitting. It's like, think American football hits with rugby union rules, sort of. It's very interesting. Check that one out as well. Um, there's less players. So there's actually only 13 players uh, on a rugby league team compared to 15 players on a rugby union team. Um, mostly because you're not scrumming to compete for the ball. So there's uh, the forwards don't have to be as unique. Um, and you don't, it's, there was like a lot more um, like leniency and like tackling rules. So in rugby and I guess, technically you're supposed to in gridiron i don't know what the exact what rules are but you know like when you're tackling you're supposed to wrap your opponent and bring them down uh and like you know we watch nfl there's a lot of shoulder charges and people just running into each other basically to tackle um there's a lot of that in rugby league uh shoulder charges i don't think they're legal anymore but for the longest time you could just shoulder a guy and check them and they fall over that's a tackle <laughs> and you kind of just have to keep your hands on them to make it look like a tackle just like in uh <laughs> american football uh and then the the ball would keep going so it's 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 an interesting game it's a lot a lot of people say it's a lot faster paced because there's a lot less competing for the ball and a lot more running and a lot more uh like you know once you've reached it, you kick the ball away and you try and get it back. And think there's a lot of turnovers and things like that compared to uh, rugby union, but uh, it's a lot. So rugby union's already a fairly niche sport. As we talked about rugby league is like the niche of rugby. <laughs> but now, are uh, there leagues for both of them over in Europe or is there are? Like yeah. So interestingly enough, uh, there's uh, both leagues for rugby union and rugby league in England. Uh, so rugby leagues only really played specifically in England, Australia, like New Zealand kind of plays it a little bit. Um, and like a bunch of the Pacific islands that I think I mentioned earlier, like Fiji and Samoa and Tonga and Papua New Guinea is also super into rugby league. Um, there's also actually uh a rugby league league in North America. Now they've tried to start rugby league teams numerous times in North America. And it just, it's, it's kind of a hard sell because it's already like, I think the way they're thinking about it is because it's close enough to American football that like, you know, Oh, watch this. It's kind of like football without pads and the rules are different, but you know, these guys are really fast and big. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how wise the, uh, you know, trying to introduce league into North America is, especially with football, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting game. Uh, it's very hotly contested amongst the rugby community, which, which code is better rugby union or rugby league. Um, some people swear by rugby league, they'll, they'll die for it. Um and people will die for rugby union. So it's kind of an interesting thing. You know, it's definitely not as a, like the NFL and the CFL, like, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's like rugby league is where the difference between rugby union, and rugby league, like people care way more <laughs> about the difference between the two than, you know, we, you and me, we can easily watch a uh, 
CFL game and an NFL game. And it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just like one more down. There's an extra player. It's fine. You know, <laughs> it's it's less of a difference where it's like, it's 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 actually a little bit jarring, bit like the, the rules changes and things like that. So people get very uh, heated about which which sport is better. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think both have their <laughs> both have their uh, advantages. So now, uh, when you talk about Major League uh, Rugby uh, coming to uh, to North America, is it do they play rugby union or is it league because leagues in the name? But like you said, it's not. I, oh, see, this is another thing. This took me a while too. So as I mentioned, there is two, two. So there is a rugby union. So major league rugby, they're playing rugby union. So they're playing the more popular version of the sport, the 15 aside rugby. Uh, and then I don't know exactly what rugby league, what the rugby league league is called in North America. Uh but I know, interestingly enough, there's actually going to be an Ottawa rugby league team, the Ottawa Aces, that were supposed to start playing last year, but didn't happen. They're supposed to be playing at uh, TD Lansdowne. But um, uh, Major League Rugby, um, the closest team for, I guess, in closest team to Ottawa be uh, Toronto. So Toronto has their own pro Major League Rugby team. I don't know if they have their own I'm sure they do have their own pro rugby league team. Uh, it's very confusing. Um, a lot of people just refer to it as union or league just to avoid the confusion or try to avoid the confusion. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, it'll be interesting to see. I haven't really seen a lot of, I've seen a lot more coverage for a major league rugby. So the rugby union version of the game, uh, I know a lot of former pro players from overseas. So like from Europe, from Australia, from New Zealand are coming to North America to play. Cause we kind of have, you know, we have the money and, you know, uh, so it's kind of uh, a lot of people have been talking about how it's an interesting um, way to play the game of rugby union. Uh, it's kind of like how, like if you watch an NHL game and then you go watch like a KHL game it's like you're watching hockey, but it's slightly different. Like, you know, the players are different. There's like slightly different rules. They play the game a little, there's less fighting in the KHL, of course. So it's kind of like that where like, there's a lot more opportunity for like crazy, like set plays and things like that in major league rugby. Cause like, you got a lot of North American players and you got a lot of, you know, pros that are kind of on their last few years of playing so you know they're running around all these like <laughs> guys who you know played for the rock newfoundland or you know uh, a lot of and canadian rugby a lot of people play out in uh, bc because it's the only place that doesn't freeze over winter so they can train all year uh but yeah no it's uh it's a very confusing two titles but we'll see we'll see what happens i'm interested to see uh how well rugby takes off rugby league takes off in north america so would you union. say this is like uh, equivalent to the the beginnings of the major league soccer uh back in the 90s where they they Ooh, had yeah. eight teams and then hoping that the sport can grow 
it's like when they brought Beckham over. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of at that point, honestly. Um, there's a fair amount of teams. Um, they've managed to... So each year, I believe they started playing Major League Rugby in 2018. There was only like eight teams uh, the first season. But I believe they're up to like 16 teams now. So it's... Um, you know, they're trying to attract players to come over, uh, you know, just to garner some interest in it. Like you want your star players or at least former star players to, you know, make a few really crazy cool plays. And, uh, you know, I think the most important thing about that is just having the opportunity for, you know, Canadian players and American players to play like top level rugby in North America. So they don't have to leave, uh, you know, home or at least not go to a completely different country just to play the sport and everything like that so it'll be uh yeah it'll be interesting hopefully it really does lead to the development uh of uh way more quality players uh for north american sides but we'll have to see uh and finally for for someone who wants to get in uh we've talked about the rules we've talked about Kind of everything, the differences, the divides, the, the mm-hmm. different leagues, how it's accessible in North America and getting bigger. Um, but for simplicity's sake, someone's always been interested, you know, how do I get into rugby? What should I follow? Who should I follow? Where is a good place for someone to start to get a grasp of rugby? Um, whether it's, you know, they're, they're interested in playing um or they're just interested in watching where should someone start yeah uh that's a good question as well um now so when we were growing up of course we didn't have youtube or anything like that so it's just kind of i like to tell about the the story the mythical game of rugby growing up because like there was no way for me to actually confirm what (laughs) my buddy was saying i'm like wow this, this game sounds insane it sounds like they're just going to war on the field or whatever but nowadays honestly there's so much content on youtube you can go on tsn you can just search canada rugby if you're interested like if you've never seen a game definitely check that out first honestly i mean (laughs) we tried to explain the rules i'm sure we missed like five million rules and i'm sure we got a million things wrong but um honestly just just youtube like how rules of rugby rugby 101 or anything like that honestly i learned all the rules i played uh a game way back in the day called rugby 08 (laughs) ea's rugby 08 i think it was the last rugby game that ea games ever made uh or ea sports ever made uh you can find it online i'm not gonna say go out and pirate anything but you know it's pretty easy to find if you want to check it out it's a lot of fun um and it's just really easy way to i I find it a very easy way to learn uh a sport especially in lockdown right now is to just play like a video game to learn the rules uh so playing rugby the video game really helped me to learn the rules before i actually started playing online or playing in real life um if you're looking to actually get started to play rugby um in Canada, honestly, easiest way is to just shoot an email to your local uh, rugby team. There's, if you're in Ottawa, I'd say there's easily six or seven rugby teams across the city. Uh, outside, there's 
some down in Kempville, down to Kingston, tons in Montreal, tons in Toronto. Like chances are, you know, there's rugby players across, across the country. Uh, chances are there will be a rugby team somewhere near you. And, uh, you know, rugby, from my experience, just talking to people who play rugby or who are involved in rugby, they're the nicest people. They want, you know, they want more players, more players, the better. And, you know, more people interested in playing the game. Uh, rugby is known, you know, for the comradeship and, you know, getting through the game and celebrating. And also, you know, it's kind of like curling where after the game, you go out for a pint with the other team and, you know, celebrate. And it's, a, it's just, it's a very, it's a, it's a good time. So, um, yeah, just Google your local teams. If you're in Ottawa, there's the Ottawa Ospreys, Barhaven, Scottish, uh, Ottawa Beavers, Banshees, things like that. Um, but if you are interested in playing game and you're uh, younger, like if you're in school still, definitely check to see if you have a rugby club at your high school or your university. Chances are there's a few people looking to play. So uh, even just kicking the ball around, uh, you know, it gets people interested. Um my fiance and I were just tossing the rugby ball around the other day since it was nice out and like two or three people are asking us, Oh, what's that weird ball? You guys are like underhand tossing to each other backwards. They're like, Oh, it's a rugby ball. It's, you know, it's a weird looking bigger football. <laughs> so, you know, people are interested. They're definitely, they're not used to seeing it as much. So it gets people interested and uh, yeah. Uh, schools definitely the best way, especially in Canada to uh, really get into the sport. Well, we shall leave it at that because, like you said, we can spend hours upon hours uh, trying to, <laughs> to talk about the rules related. So, uh, Sean, thank you so much for uh, coming on, explaining rugby, uh, how divided it is within its own confines. And yet still so united. And so united. <laughs> uh, uh, so thank you so much. Uh, we hope that there's a season uh, coming up uh, that people Let's can hope. play. Um, you can and... watch it on, if you're looking to watch um, like pro rugby, like Northern Hemisphere pro rugby, I got to say, Dazen, Dazen, Dazone, whatever it's called. Uh, it's the only, face, uh, only place where I've been able to find uh, rugby games streaming like online legally. So feel free to check that out too. Uh, they have stuff on every weekend. Uh, thanks so much, Justin, for having me. This is awesome. I know I was rambling a couple times. It's hard to, it's really hard to get into, you know, describe everything, but this was a lot of fun and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. No problem. We'll have you back anytime. Definitely. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Enjoy the warm weather you Northern hemispheres because Spring's here to stay. No more snow. Uh, and uh, we will catch you next time. Stay safe and sport on. <laughs>